Well, you ready for the word today? What a wonderful time in worship, amen? I love that song, Rattle, about takes my voice away. <laughs> I keep telling Liz, I want to sing it. <laughs> a lot of keep saying no. <laughs> so, well, today the title of my message is Humility, Being Humble. How many of you are humble? You know that Moses declared he was the most humble person, right? That's what he declared about himself. Huh? He's the most humble person. I don't know how much humility is in that, but hey. <laughs> so we're going to read today out of James chapter 4, picking up where we left off last week, um, verses 7 through 10. So if we could stand, we'll read the word this morning. James 4, humility cures worldliness. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Dear Heavenly Father, we're here today, Lord, humbly before you, knowing that we need you more than ever before we need you. And I pray that today that you would just speak to every one of our hearts. That, Lord, that we go away today taking away something that we can apply to our lives that's transforming to us, God. Let humility arise inside of us today and let you be the center of our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Now, our our um, last scripture last week, it ended with, but God gives grace to the humble. Out of James 4, 6. God gives grace to the humble. But it starts with, God resists the proud. How many of you are proud? Okay. So, you resist the proud. Remember that, okay? Keep that in mind. So, as I studied this week, it's really hard for a person who's filled with pride to get answered prayers. Because when we're filled with pride, we think we can do it on our own. And pride, as the word declares, makes us an enemy of God. And I know you're here today, hopefully, because you don't want to be an enemy of God. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. We don't want to be that enemy of God. But God, what, would, what God would like for us is to break the pride and be humble. So let's define that word today, humble. It means to be low to the ground. Metaphorically, it means the word signifies low estate, lowly in position, and power, humble. That's what the word humble means. And pride is lifting yourself up, exalting yourself, humiliating yourself, putting yourself into the position for God to lift you up. Now, when God lifts you up, nothing can stop it. Amen? But when our pride brings us up, God will... Break the pride. I've always said I'd rather be humble before the Lord than him to have to humble me. Because when God humbles you, it's just not fun. I mean, you know, you can look at Joseph in chapter 38, 39 of Genesis. Joseph was a man that had dreams. And he had these great dreams. And, and he didn't mind sharing his dreams with people. You know, telling them, hey, brothers, listen, I had this dream last night that 11... Corn thinks, bow down to me. And they're like, what? 
Because what he's telling them, he said, I had this dream last night that all you, my brothers, bowed down to me. And then he tells his dad, I saw the stars bow down to me. And you and mom bowing down to me, basically, is what he's saying. And his dad even got a little irritated with him because he's sharing these dreams, these visions that he had about the family bowing down to him. And the family just loved it so much that they, the boys beat him up, threw him into a pit. And they, they thought, well, let's just get rid of this guy. So they sold him into slavery. And so that's where the pride of Joseph, and then God what? Humbled him to where he's beat up, thrown in the pit, and sold into slavery. I do not want to be humbled by God. I, there's no way. I just want to be humble, amen? I want to get rid of all pride that I have. I repent of every pride that I got. I just take it away, God. Amen. I mean, that's got to be our attitude because I don't want to get thrown into a pit, even though his arm's not too short to get me out of that pit. You know, but uh, I think we get into life some situations in life because we've allowed the pride to rule instead of humbling ourselves before God. Remember, pride is lifting yourself up. So this brings us into the, the place, you know, of receiving God's grace. Because God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So grace, yep, it's up on the board. I know it's on the board because I see y'all start reading. In the, <laughs> in the Greek is charis, okay? It comes from the same root as chara, which means joy. Chara means joy in the Greek. Chario means to rejoice. Charis causes rejoicing, okay? It is the word for God's grace as extended to sinful man, which is signifies unmerited favor, undeserved blessing, a free gift. So God gives us un. He gives us favor and blessing. You can take the unmerited, undeserved, whatever. God gives you favor and blessing. That's his plan. To bless you with everlasting life when you come to him. Amen. So that God gives that to us and it's a free gift. And it should cause us to what? To rejoice. To rejoice. Amen. <laughs> it should wake you up today. It should say, Wow. I've got God's grace on my life. I should be rejoicing and shouting. I should be glad. Amen? Amen? <laughs> so, you know, you got the joy, you got the rejoicing, and it, man, you just start rejoicing. Believing what God has done for you and just let it flow out of you. You know, we were singing Thursday. Was it Thursday we were singing? I got a river of life flowing out of me. Amen? <laughs> rejoicing. We were rejoicing. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up, oh well. Splish, splash. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what we sang as a kid, you know? So, you know, that's the thing. You got to realize I've got this joy because of what God's done for me inside of me that should be springing up and out of me into words of praise and rejoicing that my heart be set on the Lord. So walking in humility should bring a whole lot of joy. When you're walking humbly before God, it should not cause you to be all downtrodden, all beat up. No, it should cause you to rejoice. Amen. Get happy. You're like Liz was this morning. You look real happy today doing that. You look like you was having fun. And I rejoice with you. Hallelujah. 
I think, you know, as we come into verse 7 that we read today, it starts with therefore. So what he's saying is, if pride separates us from God, let's go a different route. Let's go a different way, amen? And this route will lead us to answered prayer. And then he says, submit to God. Submit to God. I know, you know, submission is, you know, the world's almost made it an ugly word today. You know, when I, I, I've done a lot of premarital counseling. And, you know, and I, when I get to the part, you know, wives, submit to your husband. And the women are like, I don't know about that one. I said, I think I'm going to put it in the bow. <laughs> Ladies, one lady, she's like, you better not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Settle down. But submission is a, it's not a dirty word. It's a good thing. So when Delanda started, you know, because first six years of our marriage, it wasn't real good. You know, I was doing my thing. She was doing her thing. She's raising the kids and everything. And, and I, I just loved on the kids. I didn't discipline them or anything. But, you know, when I, I came to the Lord and my spirit man got woke up and I started realizing the order of the family, you know, and I started taking the lead in the family and I tell my girls to do something, and they'd look at Delanda. <laughs> She'd be like, "You better do what he says." She had, no, she had no, she did not try to hold the reins to the family. She just like, "You better listen to him," and she just totally handed it over to me. It was, it was a wonderful thing, and it was a real blessing in our marriage. You know, um, I forget where I was going. Oh, the submission thing. But she learned to Delanda learned to come under me as as a wife. Not that I tell her what to do, but she knows that when she came under me as a wife, that she, God's going to cover her. God's going to bless her. And I don't make decisions on my own. I make decisions. We do it jointly. But if I have to say, no, we're going to do it this way, she'll go along with it. And if I'm wrong, it's on me, not her. And she knows that, and she's, she's good with that. It kind of like just takes the pressure off of her. So puts it on me. But the, the word submit, it literally means to stand under. Stand under. Everybody say stand under. The word suggests subordination, obedience, submission, subservience, subjection. So, to submit to God means that we're going to stand under God and be obedient to him. I type everything out. Except for this, I didn't type today. John chapter 14, verse 12. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater work these will he do because I go to my Father. This is Jesus talking, and he's saying... That if we believe in the things that he did, that we're going to do greater works than he did. How many of you believe that? It's the word. You should believe it. And then he says this. He says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So when you, you come under his covering, I'm not going to ask for an umbrella, but think of an umbrella. You come under that covering of God's umbrella 
under the name of Jesus. So in his name, there's healing. In his name, there's provision. In his name, there's deliverance. So when we stay under that covering, we can ask for any of those things. His name. Any, he's got 365 names. You know, there's a book. You can read it and figure them all out. Man, that's a lot. And you, you look, you're under that covering. When you stay under that covering, you can ask. And when you're asking, you know, chapter, I mean, the first six verses talked about asking amiss, asking wrongly, asking God for wrong things. But when we stay under his covering, then we start asking according to his name what he has for us. And we start not asking wrongly. We start asking rightly. We start getting to that place where he gives it to us, amen, that he says, whatever you ask in my name. So his name is healing. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's a healer. So whatever you ask in his name, whatever you ask for the healing, he'll do it. We just got to believe it, amen. We got to believe it. We got to receive it. You got to, you know, um, I'm going to share your testimony. Go ahead. So couple of weeks ago, the Lord gave me a prophetic word here at church that he wanted to take away um, lumps from pimples to lumps in people's bodies. I just saw like, you know, four different size lumps going. going. Well, Delonda had had one and um, we were praying in here Thursday night for somebody. We pray for the sick on Thursday night here in intercession and we were praying for her to be healed and that that lump had to go. And, and I said, the Lord gave us a word that that lump had to go. And so Delonda called me Friday morning. She goes, you're not going to guess what happened. I said, what? And she's all excited. I go, you sound all excited. She goes, I am. She goes, the lump is gone. I said, are you sure? <laughs> she said, I know it's gone. I felt, I can't feel it at all. It's gone. I'm like, praise God. See, when you believe, receive the word, believe the word, it works. And it's totally gone. And, and that's what we got to get to, the point that we believe with all of our heart. Amen? All of our heart. We come submitting to God and so that we ask anything in his name. We stay under that covering, and he's going to do it. And then you take in his word, and we're obedient to him. We're obedient to his word. Let's just start with loving one another. Loving God, love one another. Let's get those two down. Have no other gods before me. Love people as I love myself. Let's, let's get that down. When you get that down, it's, it's going to overflow into every area of your life. When you start loving people instead of judging people, instead of cutting them out of your life, you start learning how to love the way that God loves you, and it's going to be amazing. You're going to be like, wow. You start forgiving people. Because forgiveness, unforgiveness leads to torment too, it says in Matthew 18. So learning to forgive people that have wronged you and letting it go, amen? Apply the word to your life. Come under the covering of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And, and, you know, in John chapter 14, the next verse, verse 15, it says, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So there's a sign of our love to God by keeping his commandments, by doing what he says. That's a true sign of love to God, that you're obedient to him. And so let's just start being obedient. And that puts us into the position that we could ask anything in his name, and he will do it. He will do it. He will, you're going to get it. You're going to get that healing. You're going to get what you have need of, amen? God's going to open those windows of heaven to you. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be supernatural. Does it come without trial? No, there's always a trial. People are always afraid, well, you know, I just don't want to go through the trial. Why not, man? You get through the other side, it's better than ever. You know, the whole book of James is dealing with our patience. 
dealing with our patience with God, with people. And uh, everybody's afraid. Well, don't ask for patience. Ask for patience. Ask God, give me patience, please. Help me have patience. You know, you might get a little trial in your way, and, and you trust in God, amen, and you trust God, and he'll bring you through the other side. He's bringing you through, Greg. He's bringing you through the other side, man. And you're just going to be better than ever. Amen. Amen. That's his plan. And I pray the breath of life over you today. I pray that God, yeah, ah, God give you a supernatural breath. Yeah, that the lungs would be healed. I pray for a re- restoration of your lungs like a baby's. It just the inside be just totally just smooth. Yeah, that the mighty power of God just flow through you today in Jesus' name and do a supernatural work in you. Hallelujah. Hey, praise God. Praise you, Father. Just touch him today, God. Amen. Amen. I believe that. Man, sometimes I feel that so strongly. (laughs) But, uh, got where I'm at. Here I am. But when I'm under his covering, I stop asking for things that are wrong. You know, the thing about God is he knows what you need. He knows you. He knows what goes best with you. Some of you want to get married. God knows what's best for you. I remember I was in a, I was in another country. I was in a lot of trouble. I was on the run from the police. I was in hiding. And this lady wanted me to have a hoodie. So she gave me her yellow jacket. I mean, the sleeves were like to here, you know. I'm like, lady, I can't take your jacket. So she's, she's reaching into her pocket, and she takes all the money she has. She says, here, just take this money. And she, and she looked at me, and she said, I'll give my life today to make sure you get away. I mean, it was that intense. And I'm like, no, 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 nobody's dying today. I mean, it was really, it was a serious time. And then she tells me about herself. She said, you know, I used to be what they would call a supermodel in that country. She says, and I seen a homeless man. And the Lord told me that I was to marry that man. She thought, no, that can't be (laughs) that's not God (laughs) and so she ended up making friends with this guy and married him and she said and he gave gave me the most beautiful son I'm so happy because she did what God said But I think a lot of the issue today is we're not looking for what God said. We're looking for what pleases the eye. And so we wait. So if you want to get married, ask God, because he's got him for you, or he's got her for you. Just be willing to listen. (laughs) When it comes, you're like, oh, that can't be God. (laughs) Be willing. So that you're not just fulfilling the lust of your flesh, but you're fulfilling what God has for you. Because that's where you want to be, amen? And start asking according to the things that are in his name. 
discover his name, discover who he is, and start asking according to his name. Amen? Don't be in the selfish mode of pride, but be in the humble mode of obedience to the king. Amen? And uh, this takes us into resisting the devil. You know, as I'm submitted to the king, I'm over here. Man, I come to church, I pray, I worship, I read his word every day. I'm just, I'm into God. People are like, well, he's a Jesus freak. Yeah, I'd rather be a Jesus freak than to have to be over there resisting the devil. See, because, Victoria, when I submit to God, I'm not thinking about the devil. I'm not thinking about the things I used to do, the things that used to have a hold on me, the things that he set me free of. I'm not thinking about, all I'm thinking about is God. I'm thinking about, God, what are you going to do today? God, how can I please you today? God, what do you want me to do? What do you, who can I touch for you today? You see, but when I'm submitted to God, I'm automatically going to resist the devil. Because I'm submitted to God. I'm not focusing on, oh, I hope I don't do drugs today. Today, I hope I don't drink today. I hope I don't yell at my wife today. I hope I don't slap my kids. I, I mean, you're not thinking in that mode. You're thinking, I just love Jesus. I'm just going to stay over here, and I'm going to stay submitted to him. I might be in pain today, but I'm going to stay right here. I'm just going to stay right here. I'm just going to come under, under his covering today. I'm going to be right there because this, this resisting the devil, you know, when, you, when you're trying and you're focused on resisting the devil, it's like, oh, it's just a fight. Man, you just like, you get up every day and you fight with the devil. It's like, no, I'm just going to get up every day and I'm going to submit to God. And then, you know, you get down over here to where the den devil's got to go. It says, and then he'll flee. You wake up a few months, a year later, and you're like, man, what happened? I, I don't even, I'm not even getting attacked anymore. Because the devil can't take it, Jake, because you get up every day, you start praying, you start praising, you get in the truck, you get in the truck, and boom, praise the Lord, you know, right on. <laughs> you know, you're going down the road, you're boom, boom. you run over that little car, Woo, praise God. <laughs> Jake's a trucker. So. But you, 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 the, you automatically, he's got to go, he can't take it. You get up every morning, Monica, and you start singing, and you're praising God, and you're going about blessing your house, blessing your kids and everything, and you're like, oh, hallelujah, blessing your husband. And, you, and, and the devil's like, oh, gosh, there she goes again. I can't take it. I'm getting out. What he says, I'm getting out of here. He sees you getting up there and getting happy, and you're praising, and you're just filled with the joy that we're talking about today, and it's just flowing out of you like a river, and it's just spilling down on us, you know, and it gets going. The devil's like, I'm out of here. I'm just going to go. You know, and what he does is he, he goes, but then he, he'll come back. He'll knock. Any openings over here? No. <laughs> That's what the devil does. He comes, he comes knocking again because he likes to see, is there, is there any openings here? Do you have any place that I could kind of just slide in on today? And that's where we got to just stay over there. We have to stay submitted to God. Because, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I, I see people, they, they come and they submit to God. And then they're at every single meeting you do. They're praying. They're at prayer. You know, every night, you know. I mean, during COVID, you, you all were everybody. I mean, we had thousands of people online with us when we were in COVID. 
it was, it was just amazing how many people was like, man, we got to do more prayer meetings. There's so many people coming online. And then, you know, it started lightening up and things, you know, people started, you know, not wearing a mask or, not, you know, just not caring anymore. And then, then the prayer meeting goes down. And the attendance goes down. It's like, huh, where did all those people go? And, and then, then COVID starts ramping up again. And then, then the prayer meeting starts getting busy again. Then the requests start running in again. And, you know, we got to stay consistent. We got to stay right here. I remember 9-11. It's coming up this next Saturday. I remember when it happened. That Sunday, I was right here worshiping the Lord. And Pastor Dave walked up to me and he said, I feel you have the anointing of an evangelist on you. I want you to go preach. I'm like, oh, okay. The balcony was full. And so many people came to the Lord that day. So many people came and, and committed to Jesus. And, but then, you know, after a few weeks, it just faded away. The people faded away. And I'm like, Lord, what's, what's the deal? What happened to all them people? And the Lord told me this. He said, anything built on fear won't last. When we come out of fear, it's not going to last. We need to come because we need Jesus. We need to come and we need to give our life to Christ. Amen? So, being submitted to the King. So, this is what we have to go all in. We have to stay with Him. And when you start running for God, don't stop. Amen? Don't figure, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. Let's see, I don't see little Mary. Mary, little Mary back there, a little piss. Stand up, Mary. Let them see how tall you are. She's not much taller than the chair there. Hallelujah. But you know, she's, you're 82, right? 82? And she enrolled in our Bible school. At 82 years old, I want to learn more. I want to grow more. And she's enrolled in our Bible school at 82 years old to continue to go and depress that she may win some. Amen? And I'm just so honored and proud to have you as part of this body at New Hope. Mama Mary, it's amazing what God is doing. But as I keep running with God, the devil can't catch me. Nor can he get my attention. I mean, because that's all. He, you know, the devil doesn't care if you serve him. My, my light's on here. I'm trying to get it off. The devil doesn't care if you serve him. All he wants is you not to serve God. All he wants to do is distract you away from God. If he can do that, he's winning. So don't let him distract you. Stay there. Stay submitted. Get up, read your word every day. Get up and worship and pray. And through your day, pray. Through your day, just remember him and speak out. When you're working away, oh, Father, I thank you, I praise you. And the devil flees in the name of Jesus. You know, because he's going to get tired of going to church with you. He's going to get tired of listening to you praise. He's going to get tired of listening to you pray. He gets tired when you're praying all the time. He can't stand it when you're obedience to the Lord. And he hates when you're listening to godly music. He hates it. He's like, oh, that music just grates on him. And that's what I love. So we start drawing near to God. And God draws near to us. That's what it said. Draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And it reminded me when I read that of, um, you know, the Last Supper when John was leaning into Jesus. Learn to lean into Jesus. Learn to trust in him. Learn to lean on him. Learn to put your life in his hands. 
And then he says, wash your hands. You know, when you, when you wash your hands, you know, that, that has been the big thing of COVID. Wash your hands for 20 seconds, you know, so that you don't get sick. So wash your hands. 20 seconds is a long time. I put it up at first. I put it up, I think, Psalms 91 on the mirror in the bathroom. You know, while somebody's washing their hands, they can read Psalms 91. You know, by the time you read it, you're about 20 seconds in. You can stop. Uh, maybe I'll put it back for you. Um, but as you wash your hands, you start letting the things of the world go. You start letting go of those things that have had a hold on you. You start letting go of those bad attitudes. You start purifying your heart. Amen? Because as you draw near to Him, you, you start realizing, I don't want anything of the world with me. I don't want anything that's going to interrupt what God has for me. I don't want anything to interfere in what God's going to do in me. So your desire is to purify your heart so that you see more of God and experience His presence. That's what I love when I come in here today and I see such joy come in His presence just fills my heart and it just makes me so easy for, to stand up and talk about Jesus because He's there. But you won't find his presence in a gaming system. You won't find it in the TV, amen? The purity comes as we let go of the world. Just open your hands and let go. Let go. As you draw near to God, double-mindedness will fade away. Now what's double-mindedness? Remember I talked about the roller skater going in and out of cones. You know, going zigzagging through cones and what the Lord showed me is that that's a double-minded person zigzagging up into the things of God zigzagging down into the world the things of God the world the things of God and the world that's double-mindedness and so as we draw near to God our double-mindedness will begin to fade away as you're in the word of God and renewing your mind your mind is transformed and it's changed and you start doing things God's way instead of the world's way and that's what happens we, we start really grasping who he is and what he wants to do. You're no longer skating between the cones. You're going right straight with God. You're living above the line only. So it talks about in Deuteronomy 29, you're overcoming the world. And that's what we need to overcome the world. So when you think you're resisting the enemy, let me reword that. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. When you think of resisting the enemy, you lose focus on what God has for you. You don't have to focus on the enemy to resist him. You focus on God and you'll automatically resist him. By staking focus on God and doing things his way, you automatically shut off, shut down the flow of what the enemy has against you. And the more we praise and praise and pray and read the word, the enemy can't stand it, especially when your life is being changed. When your life is being changed by the word of God, the enemy can't stand it. And let me tell you, there's people around you who won't be able to stand it either. Family members and stuff. They won't be able to handle it, you know, when you're changing. They're going to think that you're, you think you're holier than thou because you're not doing the things that you're used to. It's okay not to do the things you're used to, amen? I'm so glad I don't do that. And then he talks in that passage about being afflicted and mourning, weeping. 
He's talking about repentance. Being truly sorrowful for the sins you've committed. Truly humbling ourselves before God and repenting so that there will be this great turnaround in our lives. Because that's what repentance is. It's turning around. It's turning away from. Amen? So I may have been going this way, but I'm repenting, so I'm turning around and I'm going this way. I was going my way, the world's way, now I'm going God's way. Amen? You know, and many, many people say sorry, but they're only sorry because they got caught, not sorry they did it. I remember we, we were doing a marriage counseling session and the woman had committed adultery and her husband found out he came in and, and he said you know he said I, I just want to forgive her I, I just want to go on with our marriage and I'm like thinking wow that's awesome man that's great you know Delonda might have killed me you know <laughs> but he, he's he's going on and, and so I, I just said well, it sounds like, ma'am, all you all you gotta do is just just repent. And we could get on with the healing of your marriage. She goes, Oh, I'm not sorry, I'd do it again. I went, Have a great day. Because I can't do nothing. There's nothing I can do. And they got divorced and she moved with that guy. It was just such a sad thing. But that's what happens when we hold on to it and we don't repent. I'm gonna go back to Joseph, where I started. Joseph gets sold into slavery. Chapter 39 of Genesis to Potiphar. Potiphar had to go out of town one day. and Potiphar's wife really liked Joseph. Chased him around and wanted to sleep with him. And Joseph said, no, no, no. And, and he, she caught his coat and he just took off. And he said... How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? See, he went to prison for what he didn't do. But he didn't offend God. He was focused on not offending God. He'd already been humbled. And he just didn't want anything to get in the way of what God had for him. We need to take our offenses that we've done to God to heart and repent and be sorrowful that we ever did them and not return to them. We need to cry out to God and let him know we're sorry and grateful for his forgiveness. Ask him to help you forgive those that have hurt you in the process of life that we've been going through. And as we do this, we're humbling ourselves before God. And in this, he will pick you up. He won't leave you there. He picked Joseph up, made him number two in the country, took him right out of prison to being the number two man in the nation of Egypt. See, when we humble ourselves before God and we're repentant of our sins, he will lift us up. What has God got planned for you? What has he planned for you today? I know that the power of the blood of Jesus just washes away our sins. Amen. When we come and humble ourselves before him. And the key is to stay submitted to God. Stay submitted to God. Don't ever think you've arrived and got it under control to the point that you can step out from under his covering. Stay under that covering. You need him of every hour of every day. Stay focused on Jesus. Stay 
under his name. Let's humble ourselves before him today, amen. I want to read you, as I finish, this passage out of the Message Bible. It says, so let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil. Everybody say no. No. And watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God. Say yes. Say yes. And he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom. Cry your eyes out. That's what he says. The fun and games are over. We really need to get serious, really serious with who God is in our life. So why don't we just do that today? Why don't we just humble ourselves before God and just ask Him to come and to forgive us and repent of things that we've done. You can get down on your knees. You can come here to the altar. You can sit there however it feels to you to humble yourself before God. But I want to encourage you today, don't just go out those doors the same way you come in. But let's take time to be before our Father and ask Him to forgive us of the things that we've done. Father, we just ask right now that you send the Holy Spirit here. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would put your finger on the things of our lives that we need to let go of today. That we could be repentant and we would no longer carry them with us. We surrender them to you today, Jesus. Just take that time and have that conversation with him right now. you all just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus who died for me and was resurrected to your right hand. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Give me the strength today to be submitted to you that I will come under your covering 
I will be your child. You'll be my God. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand today, huh?